0: So hi everyone and welcome to the 8th episode of the Unimoney Podcast, this is your host Nitin Sheshkumar, Kumar and uh, with me today I have uh, a senior fund manager of Pidjim India Mutual Fund uh, Mr. Aniruddha Naha. Uh, Aniruddha has uh, almost a couple of decades of experience, right Aniruddha? Yes. Uh, in the equity market space and this is global as well. So you've been with Mire globally, Yes. Uh, you've been with uh, DSP, you were actually one of the um, you know early fund managers of the microcap, India's first microcap uh, yes. oriented fund. And then you were with IDFC as well where you managed a midcap uh, yes. portfolio. And now Aniruddha has been with Pijim for close to a year and a half. Is that right? Right. Uh, so today, Anuradzad, what we are going to be talking about is uh, small cap investments.
1: Sure.
0: And the reason why we want to focus about small cap investments, and for our listeners, just to specify what a small cap investment is, uh, it is not in the you know the industry heavyweights or the behemoths like your HGFC bank or your Alliance Industries. It's in smaller companies that potentially have the opportunity to become a behemoth in the future, right? Right. And the reason why I want to talk about small caps today is... Um, All the noise in the market today is around mid and small cap investing. Uh, We've had a year where large caps have done exceedingly well, uh, but today all the focus has shifted to mid and small cap investing again. In that light, what I want to ask you is that, what we have generally seen in the past, and, and I'm sure you can attest to that as well to an extent, is that usually when the consensus moves towards a particular direction, uh, that consensus view eventually falters, right? Uh, today, when the consensus view is that you should be investing in mid and small caps, where do you fall in that camp? Do you believe that the consensus view could be right this time around, or do you stand on the fence that you know it could potentially
1: have a negative implication as well? Sure. <clears throat> Thank you for this opportunity. I think. Uh... We were one of the few fund houses who who turned positive on markets generally and have been positive on the mid and small cap space since the last six months. Uh, Clearly what has happened is uh, in the slowdown, yes, uh, a lot of mid and small caps did get impacted by uh, the fall in earnings, but uh, what we are clearly seeing is there have been good, strong mid-cap and small-cap companies who, who have weathered it very well in this downturn. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the opportunities, uh, as the economy does better and as opportunities evolve, these companies will continue to do very well over time. Right. Uh, even in the mid and small cap space, there would be structural stories where small caps would turn to mid caps and mid caps would turn turn out to be large caps. Mm-hmm. If one is good at identifying these companies at an early stage, that is where you will go ahead and create a lot of wealth. Right. Uh, we are of the in the camp that the next couple of years, you would see a decent amount of uh, re-rating happening in the mid and small cap space, okay. uh, driven by the fact that earnings profile for these companies uh, would structurally move northwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so along with earnings uh, growth, these companies would also see PE ratings happening, So right. we would be positive on this segment.
0: Okay, but in the last one and a half years, if you actually look at the correction in the mid and small cap space, uh, as as an index, so I'm talking about you know those companies which are not the top hundred companies, corrections have been anywhere in the range of 40 to 40 percent to 70 percent, right, for a lot of mid and uh, small cap companies. To that extent, the PE or what investors are willing to pay for the company has also significantly compressed from a historic high of probably 120 times PE to half of that, right? But on an absolute basis, when you look at the index, again, on a very broad basis, uh, an index PE of upwards of 50 times still looks to be very expensive, right? I understand when you said that if the earnings pick up there will be a re-rating. So automatically the PE will compass as well. But what makes you think that that earnings pickup is happening uh, because we have been talking about an earnings pickup for quite some time. So how do you see that actually playing out in terms of an absolute index perspective? Sure.
1: In the uh, small cap space and also the mid cap space, the first thing that I go about telling people is, please ignore the index. Because the index is a constituent of probably 100, 150, 200, 500 companies out there. Mm. And mid caps and small caps are specifically segments where individual companies are very unique in its nature. Mm. Even within a sector, Mm. you cannot bunch them up together because even in a sector they would be outperformers based on their earnings and probably the uh, the balance sheet strength and cash flows right. vis-a-vis a similar company in the same sector where the earnings profile might not play out or the balance sheet or uh, you know cash flows might not be as strong as it is uh, see one thing i wanted to uh, uh, point out that uh, the market capitalization doesn't determine the risk of a company. Mm-hmm. The market capitalization could at best determine the volatility and hence mid and small caps might be volatile. But a smaller company doesn't entail you know, inherent risk because there are very strong balance sheet companies and which generate a lot of cash flows, uh, good dividend paying companies which are small caps and they are small caps because the space in which they operate doesn't give it the opportunity to grow big, right. but they realize the scope of the space and work within it, generating good cash flows, good dividends, good profits and paying out to investors. So that is one thing for sure, market capitalization doesn't determine risk, I think we have seen a lot of large caps which have gone down to become small caps over time. Right. So. That is the first part of it. And I think over time, uh, so the index uh, per se would not be the right way to look at it. Mm-hmm. In the last one year, financial year, there have been a lot of mid and small cap companies which have generated earnings and positive earnings, which are pretty good. But in spite of that, just because of the risk averseness, people have, you know, uh, the P's of these companies have still contracted. So, so there's, there's
0: so investors have also stayed away from all kinds of mid and small caps despite earnings growth actually being there in some
1: of them. Absolutely right. So our sense is, whenever this risk averseness which seems to be going off now, whenever people start uh, taking a look at them, uh, they will come back to companies with strong balance sheets. Good cash, operating cash flows and good profitability growth. And hence, if a small cap company stands out on these parameters, they will definitely get treated.
0: Right. But can I also ask you why do you believe that this risk averseness is going away from a more structural point of view and that whatever rally we have seen is not more of a, a dead cat bounce? Right.
1: see uh, so uh, i mean we can talk through probably a couple of sectors three four sectors where we are seeing a lot of change happening right one is something like an nbfc sector mm. i think from where it was probably six m- nine months back where there was a complete log jam and even the best of the nbfcs were not getting money right today in fact there is a situation where a lot of good nbfcs are getting money mm-hmm. in turn a lot of a uh, uh, lot of uh, uh, Private sector small cap companies are getting money from them uh, from there onwards. Right, this is uh, the NBFC segment. The auto and auto ancillary, they're good, very good auto and auto, auto, auto ancillary companies sitting out there, which have gone through a year where there has been too many things playing out negatively for the sector. Mm-hmm. The sector seems to be coming back with the discounts on BS4 going up right. the B and BS6 coming across. I think the next financial year will be a far more normalized uh, year for them. Mm-hmm. And in such a scenario, there are some good auto ancillary companies which have been beaten down, but, um, uh, but uh, clearly have strong balance sheets and cash flows. The demand is there in india it will definitely come back in india probably not in the next three months but in the next six months okay. and that is when these companies will all start coming back because there will be earnings growth along with uh, uh, you know coupled with uh, a peer rating right and you're also saying
0: that the economic environment so despite all the gloom that you hear in terms of a low gdp growth or contracting in manufacturing or companies really not investing in further capacity you still believe that uh, changes are afoot at the ground level because you obviously go and meet with these companies.
1: Right, right. those changes are definitely happening. They're happening across, across NBFCs. They're happening in the rural space in India. For the first time, we are seeing you know crop comor- soft commodity prices moving up, right. which is turning out to be beneficial uh, for the farmers and the rural economy. Uh, good rabi, uh, a good rubby crop will entail rural economy bouncing back this calendar year. So that's something that is happening. On the real estate side, I think uh, the good developers with uh, you know who, who are RERA compliant right. uh, will start bouncing back and their bouncing back has a cascading impact because there are a lot of other sub segments which uh, tie into or sub sector uh, sub sectors which tie into the real estate sector like cement, tiles, steel, uh, plywood etc which will all start benefit uh, benefiting and there are good companies sitting out there uh, which will benefit So, in the small cap space you need to be patient and uh, Identify companies which have the balance sheet strength and the cash flows to sustain a downside. So, they should be among the top three last men standing in their sectors. So, whenever the sector comes back, it will be these three guys who will make it big.
0: Right. So, from a tactical point of view, if someone is looking to uh, come in and write the hype around the small cap, ignoring all the other noise, write the hype around small caps that is uh, probably going to pick up uh, in the next few months, uh, do you think it makes sense for someone to come in uh, from a tactical point of view at that point in time or at this point in time or uh, rather just build into it from a strategic point of view?
1: See our sense is uh, mid and small caps should be taken uh, uh, with a longer term view. So anything above 5 years is the, the ideal time frame to play out mid and small caps. The second thing is the allocation within your overall basket, I think small caps cannot be more than 15 to 20% of the overall portfolio. Right. So, if you are okay investing 15 to 20% of your overall portfolio with a 5 year view, that's fine. The problem what happens is small caps usually start when they start performing well, people forget about the allocation part and go overboard uh, taking out money from other asset classes or, 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 or asset uh, you know the the large so you caps are fixed income you move
0: into small caps you move everything equity, moves into small caps cap and, cap. and that is yeah. where
1: that creates a uh, you know a nuisance whenever it falls down so one needs to be careful about the asset allocation what kind of money goes in there and w- small caps usually perform uh, they perform very strongly in a couple of years time and then again go through a lull. Right. So if you don't have the capacity to withstand a down cycle in the small caps, right. you will have to time it in as well as time it out. Right. But India being a growth story and there are a lot of businesses in the small cap space which have the potential of growing over the next 15, 10-15 years. If you can withstand the downside, the small cap is a good space to allocate about 15-20% of money. Right. But like you said
0: there is also a couple of years within a cycle where small caps generally tend to do well. So if someone has money that is lying idle and it's waiting for allocation, uh, would you still want to go ahead with a lump sum investment of that amount, provided that it's within the asset allocation, allocation exposure that we spoke about, or stagger it over a decent uh, number of months and you sure. know, kind of try and average it out?
1: So uh, uh, it's a very good question actually. Uh, so the 18, 15, 18 months, up to July, August of 2019, we had uh, asked investors to do an STP or an SIP, okay. go th- going through an STP SIP mode in the mid and small countries, So staggered, too. staggered. Right. But today, where we stand. Hmm. On a five-year basis, we don't frankly see too much of a downside in the markets. Okay. Given the fact that on in on the ground economy things are actually turning positive. So through a staggered process uh, of SIP or STPs, whether you will actually be able to average it out at a good pace, I have my doubts. So if you really are an investor with a five-year time frame, you this is a this is a time which I think it's a great opportunity to put in lump sum money with a five-year. And that is exactly why we've gone ahead and built a mid-cap which is which gives you a flavour of you know that 25-30% into the small cap space and about 65% into the mid-cap space gives you a flavour of the stability of mid-caps along with the volatility of small caps and the potential returns of small caps absolutely right.
0: Absolutely wonderful so thanks so much Anurudha for your time Uh, for everyone who's been listening you have heard it from a mid-cap expert and a small cap expert uh, someone who's been in the industry for a couple of decades you've uh, listened to his views on what is actually happening on the ground uh, if any of you listening is thinking about uh, entering into small caps with a one-year horizon or one and a half-year horizon, hoping to make quick money, uh, the advice would be probably to not come in at all if that is your plan. Uh, if you are coming in, do come in with at least a five-year horizon uh, because that is when you'll truly benefit from uh, you know investing in equities when you have that at least that kind of a. Uh, time horizon or frame in mind right, right. so thank you so much for uh, listening to us and thank you so much again uh,
1: my pleasure thank you very much